Check one, two. I'm a deaf DJ, so. Oh, so yeah, you know. But no, you come from, you was in Prince shit. Prince, man, oh my God. That shit would be so loud sometime, man. I know. Oh my God. He could peel the skin off the back of your neck, man. He make the hair just, <laughs> oh, goddamn. That's funky, but goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I acquired some of that. <laughs> just, I wonder what his hearing was like. Oh, I bet it was bad. I bet it's bad. <laughs> Dustin, come on! Are you asking that? I, don't, I mean, I'm just oh saying. Oh my god! There's no way, right? Dude. It's physics. You can't you can't be around Dude, music that no, that's loud uh-uh, for that long. Uh-uh. No, I, and I was up close and personal, man. At a young age. Yeah, we, you know, we were loud, man. We were fucking loud. So we had to be able to play good because we didn't. We was gonna be a nightmare. Purple Highs, I am Mark Bondi here with my co-host DJ WD. And y'all are in for something tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, this is going to be fantastic, wonderful, amazing. Dudley, tell them where we're at. Man, we are in the bean cave, so I've heard, <laughs> and I'm looking around, and I thought Takumi had a lot of, I was Takumi's roommate, I thought Takumi had a lot of guitars, but we... Sorry, Takumi. Yeah. Takumi, yeah, we've hit a new, we've hit a new <laughs> level. We're hanging out with Jellybean Johnson. What's up, Jellybean? How y'all doing? How you doing? We are doing great. It is just wonderful to be here tonight. We uh, we're so excited. This is the first time we've gone on the road to record anything. Yeah. Usually oh, people wow. come to us. But, you just come, yeah. But you special, special, you know. Uh, you know. I, I, I appreciate it, the love, brother. It was worth the drive across town to get here. Yeah, the y'all and, and Savage, huh? Yeah, yeah, he is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm representing that Golden Valley life right oh, now. Oh, okay. So, so you kind of like me. Yeah, yeah. but before that, I was living in North Minneapolis. And this, oh, this, this, you really like yeah, me. That's why I, I grew up here. I know you grew up there because, <laughs> because and, and we're not going to. We're not going to call out specific streets, but yeah. I grew up, or I, I owned a house on Vincent Street. So I, I still own a house. <laughs> and I'm in the back, you know, doing some yard work or whatever, and I'm talking to one of the neighbors, Mark, yeah. and he's telling me about the music scene, and he's like, yeah, and, and Morris Day lived there, yeah. Andre Simone lived there, yeah, and yeah. Jellybean, he lived in one of these. <laughs> yes, I did. Grew up in them. Grew up in them. And yeah. essentially, it was the house next door to mine. Get out of here. I kid you not. So, oh, my God. So like, small I mean, world. It, it's a small, small world. world. So, man. I got to tell the story because I want to hear about it. And this is like for all of time for my children, really. So, this is this. All y'all listeners, maybe pit pause. But <laughs> so, you know, we had some raspberries. So, I had my kids do a raspberry stand. And okay. we were out on the corner. We're selling raspberries. You know, good okay. deal. Three bucks for the raspberries. You know, yeah. you go to buy at least four bucks. Anyway, yeah. gentleman walks by and we sell him some raspberries. And he's old school gentleman, right? And he's telling me the story about how Prince played in front of one of these houses down the street. And I'm like, well, I bet you <laughs> I know what house it was. And I want to know, is this a true story? Did y'all do gigs on Vincent Avenue North? Well, well, (laughs) you know, Prince was over there on Russell with Andre and Simone and stuff. But Flight Time did play in front of my house. Okay, My house is 1506 Vincent. Yep. We actually played out on the line one night. 
yeah. one day. Yeah. Was it for something or was it like I just, can't, you know, I can't remember. It might have been a special event of yeah, some sort. But but you know, we were teenagers yeah. and we were always, you know, quick it, to wanted to show that we could play and that we was funky and all that. And we right in front of my house, bro, out on the lawn. All right. So who's who's playing right in front of the lawn and fifteenth and Vincent? Fifteenth and Vincent would have been me, Terry Lewis, David Island, Cynthia Johnson from Funky Town. Nice. Same, yeah. Uh uh Jimmy Anderson, Chipmunk, uh, Bob Johnson, who just recently passed away, Big Bob, trombone. Yep, yep. Uh, Robert Martin, who's a retired fireman. He was a trump player. Uh, our keyboard player was Gary McCray. Okay. Yeah, and it was flight time. So as, as flight time was playing, mm-hmm. like, are the neighbors coming out? Like, yeah. I mean, y'all, y'all yeah. ain't playing. We were talking before we started this interview. <laughs> y'all, y'all weren't playing, like, you know, quiet. No, no we was funky, man. Uh, uh Cooling the gang, you know, we had horns, you know, we had a horn, flight time had a horn section, so, you know, we, all the wow. horn bands we were into, yeah. you know, the, the Cooling the Gangs and Tower Powers and Were you doing your own Cold stuff Blood. too? Or and was we were doing mo- some okay. original stuff too. Yeah. So you were playing both ends. So both ends. How, yeah. how did that band start? Oh my God. Uh, well, three of us in there were athletes. Uh, me, Terry Lewis was a was a world class sprinter. Oh wow! You know he was had records in, in sprinter, and David Allen was a world class high jumper. Okay, and he went to Roosevelt. Okay, so and we all were north side. You know, okay. uh, were you North High? Uh, no, that, that's the thing. That's okay. the other thing. We all were around the city. Tor- uh, Terry was at North. I was at Marshall University. Okay, I was busting up from from North over to the Southeast on yeah, the campus, University of Minnesota. Yeah, you know where that is, Dustin. You know where the House of Hanson Dinky used Town. to be, yeah. Dinky Town, right yeah. across from the yeah. House yeah. of Hanson. There used to be that building. I think it's gone now. Yeah. There's a Target there. Yeah, I was at high school over there called Marshall University, and uh, uh, David Allen was at Roosevelt. Okay, you know him. You know, you know the our 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 keyboard player in the time, uh, Monty Moyer. That's, yep. he's a graduate of Roosevelt. Okay, too. yeah. So some so people moving all over the place. So, so we're how, all how, how did y'all connect then? Like, how was was it? Just like it we just, play music, you play we music. We play music, you play music, and you know we were all teenagers, and we all had these you know same interests, and like you know for me, David and and Terry, we were we we're like I was on the basketball team. Terry Terry was on the football team. David was on the basketball team and track team. Terry was on track team. Too, okay. More. And we would get together after school, you know, after we did our various practice, you know, because you had to practice with yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. too. And then, so around 6 o'clock, we'd meet at uh, David Island's dad was uh, uh, vice president of Pillsbury. Nice. So he had a big house on Prince, on uh, Plymouth and Upton. Okay. And that's where Flight Time used to rehearse in the basement, you know. And we would get there about 6 o'clock every day after we'd had the various practices and all that. <laughs> and we flight time would practice till about you know maybe nine o'clock at least till his dad and mom say oh yeah y'all yeah. stop i mean that. but y'all are right in that that pocket We're right, right in that there pocket. kind of plymouth, like said, plymouth avenue plymouth, plymouth right. avenue us on upton up the street on uh russell was prince and andre simone you know because yep. prince had moved in when i yeah yeah you know? and terry jackson uh william dowdy linda anderson yep you know so all them and i know prince has his crew too so yeah. and y'all battling like are y'all yeah i we mean were, like are you are you working extra hard like on the rehearsal side being like are we getting these guys or well, well we used to we used to get at them they're, you know, they're, <laughs> they're a minute and they and i've said this publicly and got myself in you know with the prince the prince people get mad sometimes uh, yeah, you know you gotta be careful what you say yeah 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 there's a lot <laughs> of passion they forget that i was there you know? <laughs> but they still want to fight me about it yeah. but anyway prince was kind of jealous of us because you know flight had a horn section yeah and grand central didn't they were yeah. just just like a combo you yep. know they had keyboards and get, even though they was funky as hell but that was the difference so they would come watch us and we we had our various battles uh you know 
right down the street from there was the way. Yep. Spike, you know, so every year in those early years, the way would throw a big thing in, in the summertime, a big festival right outside the way on Plymouth yep. Avenue. And they blocked Plymouth Avenue off and we'd be in And the that was a spot. And that was a spot. And you see all the bands. We all would gear up and play out there. And then they moved it in later years to Phyllis Wheatley. Okay. In North so, Commons. Okay. And was that like a battle of the bands type thing? I mean, kind of, you, but not really. They, right. you, they you didn't advertise. They didn't didn't, we didn't advertise it that, but, but you know, right. we was trying to get at each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So there was this competition, it was though, a right? Definite I mean, competition. And, and without that competition, you it, know, it, y'all it, weren't, y'all wouldn't be, you wouldn't be, yeah, Jelly I wouldn't Bean be Jellybean Johnson. Yeah. If I, if I mean, it definitely, you definitely want to outdo your friends. What do you think it was about North Minneapolis that was producing that culture? I don't know, man. It, it, I think we got lucky. Okay. I, I really think we got lucky that I moved because I moved here. My mom moved me from here from chicago in 1968 to keep me out of the gangs yeah and were you were gangs. you a musician then were you playing guitar or no I, I wasn't i hadn't even started guitar yet i was you know finally you know starting to experiment with the drums and stuff or drums yeah uh-huh. and so you know from the ages of 11 12 you know why she moved me here she would always buy these drum sets and i get them christmas day they were made out of paper yeah so right. they were torn up yeah, christmas yeah. night you know so yeah <laughs> so I finally, hard, uh, yeah exactly <laughs> so after we moved here in 1968 and stuff you know for christmas day she finally brought me a drum set i was 13 that i couldn't yeah. destroy it was nice. an actual you know a real deal it had heads on it and stuff and yeah and so i started teaching myself and so she thought i was serious about it and so she suggested uh Jelly Bean, uh, Gary, no, I wasn't Jelly Bean. Yeah. Gary, you know, you, I see you serious about it. Why don't we do some lessons? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I was reluctant because the only problem with that is, you know, as a kid, and you you guys, I'm, I don't know if you've experienced that, but as a kid, and you go to school five days a week, you know, getting up seven, eight o'clock, be there. Last thing you want on Saturday morning Shoot, is a right. drum lesson yeah. at eight o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it was. And where'd, and, you, and where'd you have to go for it, right? And like over, you know, speaking of that, that was, you know, the Central over there? Uh, yep. Central, it used to be a famous shop over there called B-Sharp Music. Okay. Years ago. And that's where my lesson So you went northeast. So, so northeast, I mean, you got, yeah. yeah. You got to get up. Yeah, you got yeah. you to you you get up and drive yeah. 8 o'clock in the morning. My mom, mm-hmm. you know. And we did about six months, and I, I finally yeah. said, I said, Mom, you know, first of all, he wasn't teaching me no funk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wanted to be James. You hear me, Dustin? Yeah, right, I wanted yeah. to be Clyde Stubblefield, <laughs> Jabo Starks, you know, <laughs> you know, Ohio players, you know, that kind of stuff. And so he wasn't teaching me that. So, and, you know, I, I talked my mom. I said, Mom, he's not. I said, she said, okay, baby, you, you know, I think she's getting tired of having yeah. to take me at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, too. So, I mean, I only had one day that I could actually sleep in, yeah. you know, and that. Yeah, that's crazy because you know right back Monday you were right back at school eight o'clock. So the idea of kind of taking lessons was rough, but coming to Minneapolis, right? Were you like, oh, I'm excited to go to Minneapolis, or were you like, what the heck we I doing? I don't want to go. It was culture shock. Yeah, it was actual culture shock. Because remember, I came from Chicago to West Side. Well, it was urban. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and I would listen to you know I, I knew I had an inf- inf- infinite love for music because I listened to the radio nonstop. Yeah, and it was black radio. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, so so you come up here and it's I come W-L-O-L. up here. Check, check it out. Check it out. Okay. So I come up here, right? And you know, it's 1968, and I'm sitting there. And first of all, the only black station y'all had was KUXL. That was like from one to five in the afternoon. Get it? Yeah. So <laughs> remember, good, you got to set so your Remember, clock. I'm in school. Yeah. You know, so I can't really hear it, dude. So I had to right. brush home just to hear it. I mean, KMOJ doesn't come on the scene until what? KMOJ. Ten, ten, ten years, years later. Years ten years. Later. Fifteen later. Yeah. 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 So, so that, that literally forced me to listen to the white radio stations. Yeah. And that's when I started loving white, 
you know, white music, white rock, through Dog Night, yeah, uh, uh, Rare Earth, Black Sabbath, you know, all now, this, all this kind of stuff, yep, you know. Yep. Now, when you're going to the record store, what are you buying though? But when I go to the record store, I buy my my, my yeah. funk. So I still knew, I, I still mean, know what was funky. I mean, and that's that, that's kind of, I mean, that, all the, all the musicians of that time. I'm guessing that's the story, right? Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. like, hey, we're we're listening to this on our record players, but when we're driving in our cars, listening on the radio, it's white music. This is, this is all and, I got. And I guarantee you, and I'm sure I would. A, a lot of Prince people would jump me about this, but I know that had a profound effect on Prince. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Because we had to listen to white rock. Yeah, we right. had to listen it, to that white white music, Chicago. You know, all those bands like that, you know. Well, and I'm sure, too, he thought about that as far as, like, if I'm going to get on the radio, I need to sound like this. That's what, and you know? that's what he said. You know, that's the thing. So that's that's a good reason. That's the major reason his band was, was mixed. You know, because he said, you know, he, want, he wanted to be, you know, he, he knew he had to get pop radio to really, right. you know. Sure, you know, no, no offense about black. We all love our black stuff. You yeah. Know, but. He knew to get big where he wanted to be, like a Purple Rain big. Yeah, he had to get the white, the white people. And, and, and that's what 1999 was about. And, and Minnesota is kind of just like a perfect breeding ground perfect for, that, breeding. For, for, for that perfect. for that melding perfect. of sound. Perfect, bro. Because I mean, before that, like nobody's uh, on the map, right? No, no. Well, I mean, I mean, you, maybe you no fight about yeah, that. Yeah, too. yeah, but 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 the, but the I mean, we ain't we ain't we ain't like on, yeah, we, we ain't we, like that. Yeah. You know? But you, you, should, you had Bob Dylan here. Yeah. You had all right. the all the other, you know, yeah. Dylan. Dylan uh, I, I'm probably leaving out a few other white, you know, famous. But Dylan people. just yeah. ain't that funky. Yeah, I mean, he, does, he wasn't. I mean, that's he, all along the Watchtower. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. He coming yeah. with that more folksy sound. Yeah, folksy yeah. stuff, but yeah, but that's that's what white people loved here. Yeah, you know, they do. Yeah, so. So when you're doing gigs, uh-huh. kind of in your youth, like, are you playing for white audiences, black no, audiences? They, how does that? How, how do you? How are you gigging at 15, we, 16? Kind of before we, everything blows up. We was not accepted in the white clubs, you know, and so mm-hmm. that was the problem. But uh, fortunately, you had your legions, and you had uh, yeah. uh, black sororities that would do stuff yeah. out on the strip out there in four ninety four at, the, at the hotels, the Thunderbird Hotel, and all that kind of stuff. And that kept us, you know, that kept it going. Even sure they wasn't cost it. it was, yeah, we did. One white orientated gig, I, 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 there was a, a bar in Minneapolis, and this club owner I hired us because we were teenagers and he'd have to pay us that much. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, you were cheap. But it, yeah, and it was called a flame bar. Okay. And on one side was country, mm. and the other side was, you know, black music. And so Flight Time got hired, you know, this getting close to my junior, senior year in high school. And we got hired six nights a week down there Just, to play it. And, and you were gigging. I still had to be in school. The next yeah, time. you were gigging six but nights we a week. Gig, six nights a week. We're like 15, 16 years old. And like I said, one side of it was, it was country, the other side was. Yeah, but was, y'all just doing work. We was just work because right? we just wanted to play. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the, the, the whole thing about the original Flight Time band, man, we never took money for ourselves. We took all the money we took and bought equipment with it. Yeah. You know, we bought our PA, we bought our, we had a bus, and, uh, you know, you look on the archives, you can see the old famous flight time yep. school. We had at least, we bought at least a couple of those. We painted red and shit, <laughs> you know, they bought my drum, I had a huge drum set, we bought Terry's bass, we bought guitar amps, whatever. So y'all invested in you. We invested in us, and yeah. it was, and which, I mean, speaks volumes for some kids at 16, 17 years yeah, old, because you want get, money. How'd you get that business mindset to say, hey, was it just like, were you thinking like, about like, hey, this is going to produce something long term? Or were you just we were, like, we, just we were hoping gear. for that. Okay. We were hoping to get signed. That was the whole big thing. And that's the reason. Uh, 
and it spoke speaks value of those people because we could have easily had people that wouldn't have been like, oh hell no, yeah, you know, I, I'm not, I'm gonna be out here gigging, I want that money, you know, right, right, right. But the, everybody was cool, yeah. And you're talking about you know close nine, ten, eleven people, yeah, and that was cool and, with that, you and know? you got them all organized. You and know, got them, it, yeah. it makes me, you know, because I'm thinking about your mom. She buys you this drum set when yeah. you're 13, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, how how is your kind of upbringing informing some of that? Like in terms of like kind of that. It that was, ethic of trying to be it was great, great. it was great because and, and you know like i said she once she saw i was serious about music you know and like the guitar you know i is a story about me learning how to play the guitar we had a cousin that had fell out with a, a, his uh his mom and she kicked him out the house you know the, you know prince yeah. knows about this yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. yeah it happens <laughs> and uh so he came to live with us yeah so he lived with us for about a year and this is during my time i was just you know i was strictly drums then yeah but he had a guitar so he was at the house and it was just laying around and he wasn't playing it. So I started playing it, there you know, go. and I started messing around with it around the ages 14, 15. And then so eventually his mom told him, oh, you can come back home. So he couldn't. He went back home. He left the guitar. Oh, yeah. So I started to get kind of good at it, you know, and then, uh, in, of course, with, like I said, the white rock and stuff, I had finally discovered Hendrix, yep. you know, and fell in love with that kind of stuff. And so I started getting good at it. You know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, yeah. but it sounded good yeah. to me, you know. So anyway, so then he realized that he left his guitar at my house oh, after shucks. about a year. So he just came and took it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm heartbroken because I don't have a guitar. And my mom said, oh, baby, I got you. Yeah. So she went to, you know, these holiday stations, right? Yeah, yeah, there used yeah. to be a holiday Superstore. Yeah, super. I remember the holiday yeah. superstore. My dad used to take me here. Yeah, and my mom went in there and they had with the gears. They sold guitars in yep. a box. She bought one and a little little amp. And, and the rest is I history. Kept it going, Shout out man. to mom though. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah, you, my mom, like you mom. know, helping you out. Yeah, you know, and yeah. Yeah, and you, seeing your passion. Yeah, and you're doing it. Like, yeah, you're doing and she, the work. She saw. She saw that I, you know, I was serious about it. Yeah, yeah. and she could hear it. And she had a ruse. You know, I, I had my own spot downstairs, my in the basement of fifteen oh six Vincent. It was you know totally dedicated to my room. I had a huge ass drum set down there, my amps and guitars and out there. And she had a thing. She worked the post office for thirty years. Wow. And she said, "Gary, it gets to be out nine or ten o'clock. You got to stop. Yeah, stop I got, with the noise. Because you know? I got, I got to go, go to work. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what the deal was. I could play. You know, most kids are out front. You know, when they get home from school, they out playing football yeah. and all that crap, basketball and stuff. I've been doing that. I was shedding. You're in the basement. I'm in the basement. Yeah. In, the, in the lab, as we call it. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. But I think it's. I mean, I think it's important though, right? Because people just want to like. You know, they want it all to come easy, and or it's not. you know, and and, and what, what what your yeah. testimony is yeah, is, yeah. hey, like I you gotta did work this at thing, it. yeah, you got to day work in it. and day out, and then you had uh, a social network yeah. that was also like minded, yeah, and was that like-minded. was reinforcing it, right? Because yeah, you didn't want to show up and not, yeah, yeah. I, w- I was lucky to grow up with the with the kids I grew up with because they were all music orientated and they were into the same passion that I was, yeah. And the other thing it did. Uh, it kept me out of trouble. Man. Yeah, because I was an easy candidate right. to, be, to get into some some, some trouble. Because my brother, he he did it all he, for me. He, 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 <laughs> God, he took he took that. God rest his soul. Yeah, he, but he he struggled, man. Yeah, I, went, I, been, I went to jail three times behind him. Oh so, wow! So that's the thing. He had a whole history of drug abuse and all that stuff. So he was the total opposite. Yeah. So my mom had two different sons. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> so she knew she had me, and then she had him. Yeah, you know? and you know, I mean, that's the way families that's how work, it is. right? Yeah, you know, that's how it is. Yeah. but but the yeah. blessing is, I mean, that you did that work, and yeah. then you and then you take that, and you know, you kind of a you're part of the scene that's also yeah. bubbling she, up at the same yeah, time. Yeah, so right? you don't know it. See, when we're in the yeah. middle. We didn't know it was you know it was like that. You do know, you think, we didn't we didn't know. Do you yeah. think? I mean, and this would be a good question for. Spike, I don't know if he's going to be at this uh, deal oh, yeah. on the seventh. Oh, 
Oh, you know, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I'd be curious. Spike played a big part in our, in our upbringing. Yeah, tell us who, who is Spike Moss. Spike What's Moss the used there? to run The Way. The Way was a community center on the north side uh, that we... Uh, that was down there right on the other side of Plymouth over there. I think it was about a block away from Oliver or whatever. Yep, it yep. sat there. That's where the old Northside police station is now. Yeah, where, where, where U-Rock where is. Yeah, yeah, where U-Rock is. And that's where we would all go to hang out, man. Uh, and it was like an after school thing? It was like an after school thing. It was community center. And he was doing the same thing to keep us off the street. And, yeah. You know, and we they had they had a band called The Family. That's where Prince yeah, 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 got yeah, that yeah. from. <laughs> and, uh, they were badass, you know. They were they were scary. Everybody wanted to be like them, you know. That's where Sonny mm-hmm. T came from. I saw Sonny T at 12, 13 years old, man, just abuse a Stratocaster. I had never seen somebody play like that. It's, it's just like with Prince. Yeah. The same. I saw him at twelve, thirteen, with guitars. Just I'm like, how in the hell are they doing that? And so that's the thing. That's that's why I was privy to see that kind of stuff. And you know, Prince always said that Sonny was a big influence on him. Yeah. You know, they, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, the the way was a big community center, and we had all these musicians. One of the guys I'm probably jammed with later on tonight, his name's Pierre Lewis. He was in the Commodores for the last 13 years. Nice. He just he just left there, but yeah, and uh, he was 13 like a, a keyboard whiz. Yeah, at 13. You know, he could just jam on the beat three and just just scary. Just all these great musicians. So, I I, I think I got lucky moving here from Chicago to be. Around that kind of yeah, you got you, know, you got put into a culture, whole yeah. a whole space. Do you, do you remember the first time you meet these guys? Like, do you remember like I remember the first time I meet <laughs> Prince or Morris Day? Or is it all just kind of cloudy? It's just all the kind of cloudy. You yeah. know, I get asked that a lot. You know, and I, I try to remember. I just. I don't know. We it's, just like I said, we all had the same interests, and yeah. we just, you know, it, it was just, just there. It was just there, and we just, you know, we would end up at the same places. We'd see them play or see each other play, and we, and we even, and you know, it was competitive because even if we, if we like it, we couldn't act like yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> couldn't act like we liked so, what so you're doing. You, you yeah. happy for him? But you're happy nah, for him, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I can do that too. You know. <laughs> so when Prince gets his record deal. Oh, you're, you're just something. you're just outside of high school at that point, yeah, and you yeah. guys have been playing yeah, kind of the same scene, out. and all of a sudden somebody Man. elevates above. Yeah, he just all of a sudden we looked up, and you know all the things we were trying to do, he was he he had made you know. Yeah. And I never forget, I went and see that first concert of his, man, uh, at the Capri. It was it was just surreal, you yeah. know, because just a few years prior, I just been you know we just you've been, been right, just been hanging exactly, out, exactly. You know? And you've been watching movies been watching in that theater, <laughs> you know. And here he is, you know, he's he's a major, you know. And I say definitely he's a major star because it's even though it's 1978, yeah. he's still he's on the radio, yeah. You know, that's you, what we're trying to do. Are know? you walking into that Capri Theater thinking like? All right, let me go see what this kid's got. Or are you like walking in like, like I'm, do you know? I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see him, but then I want to see what he got too because this was going to be totally different than Grand Central. Yeah. I knew that already. Yeah. You know? And then when I seen him, you know, he had the leopard print. You know, yeah. he was yeah. doing yeah. it. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and it was loud, like I like it. Yeah, had know? he changed at that point? Like, were you like, hey, this dude's at a different? He was different. Yeah, yeah. He was like, different like, than what, what we grew up yeah, with. Yeah. What what happened? What what was the shift in in him that you saw? Just the maturity in the music, yeah. you know, and that's the thing. I didn't know, and this is the thing, you know, when he's in Grand Situ, I didn't hear these groups, Yeah, you know, because they were playing covers and stuff just like right. us. You know, I wasn't hearing, you know, when his first album, album is phenomenal, man, but I didn't know he had it like that. Yeah, because right? he, he was kind of laying, laying, laying in the cut. He was laying in the cut. He was on yeah. the back, you know. So and people, I, people I, knew he was good, but they people, weren't. A prime example, I never forget David Island, you know, who's a, a career legendary musician around here and stuff. He went to one of their practices one time. Yeah. And he came back. He said, Bean, 
Grand Central's funkier than us. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 they ain't. No. He said, Bing, I know what I just listened to. You know, I said, oh, okay. So, you know, so he knew, but, you know, like I said, they were still playing everything we were playing, you right. know, the Grand Central stations and all that kind of, and then they would try to play the horn songs and it was, it was you know. You're like, we got them, we got the horns. We got the horns, the- yeah, and that's what they admired about us, you know. Did Prince ever try and take your horn players? He asked David, David Island was one of the first cats he asked to be in his band. He wouldn't be in it. Really? He, him and Ricky, <laughs> him and Ricky Peterson were. I know for a fact were one of the first two people he asked to be in the, his initial band, and neither one of them. Huh. No. Kind of changed the sound. Yeah. <laughs> went with him. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, they had their reasons. You know, both of them are phenom- phenomenal. You know, Ricky's a bonafide rock star. You yeah. Know, he, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody, you know, he plays with everybody. But and Ricky, I remember seeing Ricky. You know, when he was eighteen, man, he was singing. There's a reason that Paul, St. Paul, and all the, the, the man. Yeah, it's in the it's Ricky in, it's was in the scary, genes, right? dude. Yeah, he was scary and singing like a bird. Too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So Prince arrives. You see him at the Capri. You're like, all right, okay, we, yeah. we, we, we on a new level. We on a different level now. Now, yeah. now, do you start to do the calculus in your head? What's that going to mean for me? I got to be practicing more, or did you know? I just kept my you, I just kept my course because yeah. by this point, you got to realize we're still flight time. Still, we're trying. We figured that, that just gave us more impetus. Yeah, that you know somebody could get somebody out of here. could get out of it. So we yeah, start doing we can demos. Make it too. We can make it too. And then Cynthia gets you know. Right. Then, then you know, Stephen Greenberg takes her. And so now, so now we're really, you know, like, damn, you know. So we, we kept going. And then Sue Ann, you know, Sue Ann was from here, too. Then Sue Ann got a record deal at 18. Oh, wow. So that just so really Minneapolis made, is getting hot. So, yeah, we're seeing as black musicians, we, yeah. we got a chance. Yeah. You know, we just got to do the right things, you know. So so we just kept at it, kept at it, man, until, you know, until like 1980, 81. And then that's when uh, life changed, you know, yeah. with, with, you know, with the, the time. Because fir- the, the first time album. And, yeah, and you're, yeah. I mean, originally Morris is going to drum. Yeah, originally they and had then, the, the faithful me, and I wasn't yeah. that. I, I was, I was heartbroken, you know, because you know Morse was going to be drunk. He didn't want to be the singer. Yeah, he wanted Alexander O'Neill was wanted to be the singer, and you know I had just spent a year at, you know, the Flight Time Band had evolved, you know, with all you know with people making it, people leave. Like Cynthia left, we got Sue Ann Carwell. Yep. Sue Ann Carwell leaves, then we get Alexander O'Neill. Ah. So then you, you know, so making it happen. Just, Flight Time Band is bad yeah. as hell, you know, but yeah. you know people going to be there. Long, you and know? then Prince comes. Hey, we're going to come, have a meeting. And we're going to have this? a meeting. And, and you know, he had Warner Brothers had agreed to give him money to do a, a new band. And uh, so Morris was going. You know, Morris was going to do that. So you know, that was probably and me and Morris had grew up homies. You yeah. know, you know, playing in his mom's living room and shit when we were like 12, 13 playing the drums. We're both lefty drummers. And he's Northside too. And he was on Northside too. Yeah. He was right across the street from North Commons. Okay, that's what you know. That's what a YMCA now. His yeah, house was, it was right, right there. there. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, that just changed the whole thing. So they, they have the faithful meeting. I'm sure y'all have heard about that. And, yeah. uh, and Alex needed paper. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't willing to invest at that time. Now, you got to realize, my, uh, you know, Alex had came here and made a name for himself in a short time, too, because he's from Mississippi. Okay. And he came here and joined some of the bad bands. You know, we had a bunch of badass local bands here. We had the Mystics. We had uh, Free and Easy. We had a bunch of local white bands. Who you know he was the perfect lead singer for, and they had hired him. And he came in, and, and did so he his came thing, in, and he, he was doing his well. thing, and he was doing well. So he already had a bit of an ego, yeah. You know, but you know, Prince wasn't having that, yeah, because because it was it was, <laughs> it, it, was, was it was his show, world, right? yeah, it's his world. It was Prince's show. So, so Alex Alexander O'Neill. So they go to the meeting, and they say, you know, Alex makes this big 
thing about he needs money, he needs house, he needs swimming pool, all that stuff. And they said Prince immediately shut the meeting down. <laughs> and the meeting was over, so they went. And so he told Morris, he said, you go back, you get Jelly Bean, and say, you're going to sing. And Morris was like, what do you mean I'm going to sing? He said, you're going to sing. He said, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he said, no, I'll teach you what to do. You know, and that's what, they, and you know, him and Morris was already, Morris and Prince were already tight. They yeah. were hanging, you know, they were already at his house and, and stuff. And yeah. Prince had a, you know, had a recording studio in his house and stuff. So they were together anyway. So here we go. Here we go. Yeah. That's so, how it started. So let's talk about that house. Cause was this when he was living on in 50th in France? It could, man, this dude had so many houses yeah, I, that I found out after yeah, the fact, dude. Yeah, because I was always like, there's a house in 50th in France that he lived on, like, could, in 1980. Dude, and I just keep thinking dude. to myself, like, these, these Northside the yeah. dudes rolling in, yeah, you know, into yeah. kind of like, pretty much Edina. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that was taboo, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I was always curious what that was all about, that right? Taboo, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, Minneapolis, I mean... I mean, it's got it's it's got its lines, right? Yeah, and yeah, folks kind of, yeah, yeah, you know, it was a yeah. segregated and probably yeah, still yeah, is very yeah. much a segregated city as yeah. far as how where people go and you I know just, you know what the deal is, and yeah. Stuff, so, but yeah, he but he had so many man, you know, so many different places that you know he had some I knew about, some yeah. I didn't, and that's the some I had been to, some some, I didn't. some, some not, <laughs> yeah. But always so, always got a recording studio. But that was the thing, that was part of it. Yeah, yeah. he always had he kept us aboard and stuff, you know, and and a drum set up and uh, and that's how the virtually the first two time records was made. You know, him Morris just, just jamming, just two of them jamming. Yeah, yeah, and just drums and bass and starts off like that. And <laughs> more kills me. He tells that story today. We were just on the '80s cruise here, and he was telling it to this whole packed auditorium. Yeah. you know, he's asking about. It. He said, "Yeah, say yeah, I come in and we jam and I." Play the drums and stuff, say, and and I I look up and say I go take a nap or something, you know, because this dude never sleeps. He said I'd wake up and a whole song is done, Just done, yeah. He's got got me out whole there, whole thing done, and that's how he operated, man. Yeah, I found years. that out years later, yeah, yeah, when dealing with him. But at that's how I was, you know. He would just take. I remember when we were doing the family, man. I was sitting right next to him. He was playing high fashion. I was like, damn, how are you doing that? He was just just wearing the guitar out. And I, I'm just sitting there stealing. He don't know. I'm just stealing. Watch. I say, how in the hell is this? Oh, my God. Yeah. Just nasty. Just naturally funky. Yeah. Naturally funky. It's, yeah. it's running through his it's DNA. His output was just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and, and he never slept. That's the thing. He never. He he, he lived and breathed music. And sometimes that would, you know, <laughs> that would cause problems with his circle because. Yeah. You Everybody know. else needs sleep. Yeah, we, yeah. All, we, we all just mere mortals. <laughs> I think Dustin probably knows this oh, story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, when you're on the road, is it like that too? Like, yeah. are you just like, hey yeah. guys, we got to go. We got the next thing to do. Even, and even the tours with the time, you know, it was always after party afterwards. Yeah, stuff. And oh, yeah. you be up, you know, you be up to like three, four, five o'clock in the morning, and then you got to get to the next city or whatever. It's yeah, and uh. That's how it was. You knew that. And and it'd be a problem if you didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you get off those tours, are you like on like a four-day nap? Or is it like... It's a recovery period, Bob. <laughs> it's definitely a recovery period. There's no care. That's, so, but that's how he was. You know? So the time starts, right? Uh-huh. You're, you're in a drums. Alexander uh-huh. O'Neill's out. He's Morris out. Day's the front man. Yeah. Now... Y'all start rehearsing day one, like, hey, they got an album ready, or you? Wh- they wh- have what? the album ready, yeah. but it, we we took a good six months, you know. Okay, so we, you're working. We're here. working. We're we're on Lake Street, man. Lake and Forth, man. A place called Yasms. Okay, tell seven, us about that. Seven days a week, bro. 
seven days a week. So you just yeah. like you be, you've been seven grinding in your mom, week, you've been grinding in your mom's there. basement. You're yeah. like, when's this work gonna end? Get and there. now you get a gig with Prince, and you're just dude, dude even more, even, even more, grind. even more. He was a grinder, dude, and he would be there most days. He would yeah. come and check, make sure that we was wasn't fucking around. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're when you're grinding, like what what's that day like? Because like, you cause, cause you got you guys got six songs on the first record. You got six songs on the first record, but you would just man, we we got it down to art, man. We uh we get there like a little bit before noon and the first two hours you know we make you know you're gonna mess around everybody yeah, make yeah, it yeah, yeah. and then we'd run the set a couple of times so he'd come and watch us and sit and then we decide what's working what's not working so and you're we, analyzing so as you're well. analyzing what's going on and then so then we take a little break and laugh because you know the time is full of crazy people yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and then prince too so you get all that practical joke shit going for about a couple hours <laughs> and we go <laughs> then you do another set you run through it again and that this went on man for six months now, what does that practice do for you? Like, I mean, you get tight. You you can't help you it. Get tight, dude. That's that's right. That's like why br- we were it's like so, breathing, right? Yeah, it was like breathing, and and that's why he said we were like Frankenstein to him. Yeah, and this is why you know the first tour, you know, we were out and stuff. We used to wear his ass out because that's the only thing we. That's what you had. Yeah, so well, we had because y'all, we y'all were we were rehearsed. Y'all weren't getting paid. We weren't getting paid. You know, we were one hundred fifty dollars oh. a week. Hundred fifty dollars a week, and, so, and working and working hours like yeah. eight, nine, ten hours. It depends on what us. Sure, we were hanging, and yeah. sure things are a lot cheaper than they are now. Yeah. But right. you know, but, but it's still, still working. You still had a car, you know. You still had to get gas, all that kind of stuff. You had to eat. Yeah, yeah. I talked about this on our interview yeah. with Scotty Baldwin, where Jimmy Jam was talking about Prince and kind of the whole rehearsal motif and that yeah. whole deal. And yeah. and his line was. That, that Prince would give him bigger than the record, Jimmy, bigger than the yeah, record. Yeah. Like, how, yeah. how did that play in? Like, because that was essentially like, it, it, he it wants startled to do me. all the. It startled me, yeah. bro. Because, but that show you that the vision that he saw, he said, Jimmy, he told all of us, it, it's got to be better than the record. You know, so, you know, Jimmy and Monty had to be dancing at the keyboards and singing and, and, you know, posing. You know, it was a whole culture to this, you know. And, you know, the guys up front were dancing. The three guys up front are dancing, you know. So there were steps involved and singing. Everybody's singing. He wanted the vocals to sound like Temptations. Yep. The singing groups. And he wanted the music to be tight and in that pocket, right? And this is how it was. And, you know, uh, you get the records and you hear the different things and, and say, like, a prime example, Jimmy Jam tells a story about uh, 777-9311. Now, first, let me tell you the story about the drum beat. Yeah, because that, that, that drum beat's crazy. It, it, it was absolutely bonkers. And so we're rehearsing to go out on the, on the 1999 tour and Prince had rented out the convention center downtown or the armory or whatever, yeah. you know, and set up the whole stage yep. show. And, you know, and that was, that was another eight hour a day job because, you know, we had to come and, you know, do <laughs> that too. Yeah. So, uh, so me, he said, being he told me and Morris, you meet me down at the armory at eleven o'clock. You know, eleven o'clock, you know, at least before. Yeah, then. yeah. And the three of us sat down behind my drum set, and we said, we got to figure out how Bean's gonna play this in concert. You know, and had these guys dancing and stuff like that. So then, so he sat down first, and he played what he thought I should play. And then Morris sat down. You know, Morris is already automatic lefty like me, and then he played his version of it. And so then I sat down, and so we sat there, and then the three of us mutually, after about you know a couple hours before the band rested, the, the two bands got there. Yeah, we decided uh, I I had finally was planning enough, good enough where these guys. So then now it's to rehearse it, and you know Jimmy tells a story about. <laughs> 
<laughs> he he used to ride Jimmy. I, I'll give Jimmy that. Jimmy has his issues too, but he, he there was there was definitely that competition <laughs> yeah, between yeah, them. They, they're they're pushing both, each other. They're both two geniuses, yeah, and that's right. that. Was, and they knew it, so you know it was Button just, heads a little bit. They butt heads big time, man. And I used to think that that uh, Prince was picking on him, but in hindsight, I know he wasn't now. Right? Yeah, uh, but yeah. that's I mean that's greatness, yeah. right? That's yeah. like that's like yeah, we're gonna lift, and we're so, gonna push this to the to the edge. So Jimmy was talking about seven seven seven. Say he was just playing the part and he wasn't singing. Yeah. You know, he said, Jimmy Jam, why are you not singing? <laughs> he said, Prince, it's only three-part harmony. Well, it has to be bigger than the record. Oh, man. So you can find the part, sing the part. Okay, so then we run it again, right? So we sing it again, right? So then all of a sudden, Jimmy Jam, you and Money are not dancing. You see that step those guys, the three guys up there, Jesse, uh, Terry, and Morse? You can do that at the keyboards and play. He said, really, Prince? Yeah. He said, yes, you can. See, he would make you do things. Right, take you to the next level. That you couldn't think you could do. Yeah. You could do it. You know, all you had to do is put in the work and stuff. But what, you either know it. What do you think it was about Prince that, that made him push like that? What was what was, what was was driving it, him? It to, been, and how did he know that, like, there was that next I level? Don't, I don't know for a fact, but it could have been his upbringing. Yeah. You know, I know he had a contentious relationship with his mom and dad. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that's part of it. And, uh. You know, just your upbringing, man. I think that played a big deal in that, in the way, you know, he came up. And But then at the same time, his dad, the Jimmy Jams has the same thing. You know, his, his dad's cornbread, you yeah. know. And they both had this, this trait from their dad. Yeah. Even though there's very contentious relationship. I, it, let me but, say but, this. We all had effed yeah, up dads. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? but, but there's there's roots there in terms of the Yeah, the, the roots are there. And, the, and, and, and they and, took it. Yeah. They, it had been put into them. It was in their blood. Yeah. And they both inherit that. I mean, you know, Jimmy Jam got the, the he's Jimmy Jam across the cornbread. Yeah. You know, I tell people that already, you know, and in we have our differences about that, but I'm just saying, you know, corn, he's Jimmy Jam across cornbread. Yeah. You know? So that's, that was the thing. So, yeah. And think, Jimmy and, and Prince, a lot of things, John L. Nelson. Yeah. Because, <laughs> but, but there's, there's, yeah. um, they're growing up in that environment. There's yeah. a certain excellence. Yeah. There's a certain competitive yeah. flair. Yeah. And then they're bringing that to the, they're to the scene to as the well. Sing. Yeah. And, and they yeah. probably have a sense. I'm just talking now as I think about it. There's probably a sense too. Like if we're going to do this, yeah, like we gotta yeah. do this, we gotta right? Do we yeah. gotta do this because, yeah. like, because yeah. I mean, I mean, you've been in the business a long time, forty years, yeah, 40, 40 years. Yeah. I mean, they ain't just writing checks to anybody, no, and especially not. back not back, back in nineteen eighty one, eighty two, and not black, and not if you were black either. You know, yeah, that's the other mean, thing. It was. Uh, what, tell me about that. Tell me what what was, was kind just, of the scene, and and how was how were black artists kind of being held back in it terms was, of it was oh. being held back here because like i said we couldn't play the clubs even yeah. though we were better than a lot of the bands that were playing them already but it was that whole thing we, we still look at how divided the country is today yeah storylines yeah it's a similar sort of storylines man so you know so so what, what happens with first ave like because i mean because you because you y'all y'all come we into there we couldn't play first out until when because the, the like, only one only one of us that i know of that played first out in the back in the early days was jimmy jam had a band a singing group called mind and matter okay and they actually there's footage of them playing it's got to be 80 okay 70 80 before before he got in the time yeah and they were one of the few that played that played at first i got and i think it might have been uncle sam's then or something yep. different so, depot or something so then. What's yeah, the, yeah. How, how does prince get the gig because he just became prince and had this album out and they're uh, like hey and they just kind of yeah, like I, I they fell in the, well first of all you know it i can't say for sure 
the the guy that uh, owned First Avenue, one of the guys, his name uh, the, uh, his name was Brian Frank. He, Frank, he was our accountant back then. Okay, you know, and I, I think it, I'm not sure if he was accountant for, for Prince too, but he was one. You know, his his daughter runs it now. Okay, Dana Frank. Cool. Yeah. So so that was part of it. He seen that that we are exceptionally talented, but yeah. You know, was it, was it because Prince was hitting that crossover? I think he was. You know? I, I think that's part of it. Yeah, I and think all that's of a sudden it's it. like you can't ignore this. Well, I, let me tell you a little short story about that. Uh, you know, I, we always when when Prince was doing his band, I, I was teasing Morris. I said, "Dude, how come you're not his drummer?" And Morris <laughs> was like, "Dude, yeah, I, I don't understand it." He said, "Prince," he said, "Morris, I got a drummer." Yeah, and his drummer was Bobby Z. Yep. You know, so that that shows you right there. He had in his yeah. mind. A vision, he, a vision that he his band had to, you know, you even think, his keyboard player with Doctor Fink, same do you, thing. Yeah. Do you think he's in his mind as he's kind of working that time frame? Uh-huh. Is he is he projecting forth his alter ego? Because I mean, I, I hear stories could, of him. I hear been. stories of him writing Purple Rain like way early it, on, it right? Like well, I know, I know, I'm gonna call up on these this crew here, yeah, and. Like when, it, it, it was, when we when we hit the next gear, it was scary. I got dude. these guys laying. He in the said cut. to us, he, that "We're gonna do movies. We're gonna be big." He said that to How us. How old was he when he tells you you're gonna do movies and you're gonna be big? I, well, we had to be in our early twenties. Oh wow! You know, we're in our early twenties when he's saying this, and we're thinking, "Dude, we're just trying to be out yeah. and be funky." Just, <laughs> yeah, you know, already paying us hundred fifty dollars. Then you come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get to that. That I, I want to drive a nice car like you. Was well, he kind of one of those guys? Like, like yeah. he's just like I'm just gonna keep repeating it until y'all believe it too. Or is he convinced? Is he convincing himself and while he's went, saying it? And dude, that went not only to the black musicians. That went toward the white musicians too. You asked Bobby and Matt and Li- and Lisa. All yeah. of them, it was a culture, bro. Gail Chapman back in the day. Yeah, yeah. he he preached that. You know his crew. Most of his crew was white anyway. Yeah. So they had to they, they had to deal with him too. He wasn't yeah. easy to deal with. You know? Yeah. I mean he's 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 pushy. Yeah. He's right? he, 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 he <laughs> with Dustin. I ain't got Dustin. Dustin, you Dustin knows. He Dustin, knows. You got, you got, you got any got Prince no stories where you're just like, yeah. This dude, yeah. this dude, push it over the this top, dude. Deep. That's how it was. Every I, I had this little saying as we got older and stuff, and I wasn't working for him. No, I say everybody gets a turn. Yeah, <laughs> everybody got a press story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's not too right. pleasant. That's right. just it, how it goes. Does it have an expiration date on it then? Well, at first you thought, well, my expiration date is when I stopped working for him. Yeah, and start working for flight time. But back then, I just wanted to kill him. You yeah, because I'm like, dude, <laughs> they, there's no reason for you to be like that. But, yeah, you know, was there was there an off switch? Like, did you see the off switch? Sometimes? It could be nice yeah. as hell. Yes, yeah. it just depends. Uh, prime example, and I, I don't want to put more says out there like that, but more says told me that because you know he is really close. Was him and Kurt was the two closest to him yeah. back in there. And more says said, being, I learned. And Morris was there 20, 25 years ago. Oh, he, yeah, said, yeah. he said, I learned that you have to you have to figure out what prince you're dealing with that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What mood? What he, mood? He's a Gemini. He, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a Gemini. Jimmy Jam, Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a baby mom that's Gemini. Yeah. I, I think about it. I hated her too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Half of her. <laughs> yeah, half of her, yeah. Oh, the good thing is my daughter from there. Yeah. But anyway, let me stop. I'm gonna get in trouble on here. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad you said that, yeah. Dustin. That was yeah. part of it. Yeah, yeah that's a big sure. part. Uh, Jesse, I'm a Gemini too, so I Jesse yeah. Johnson. Another one. Yeah. yeah. Difficult as hell. Well, Hendrix. But the difficult is hard to deal with. When did Jesse come in the scene? Because he's coming up from Jesse Iowa. Jesse came right? up from Rock Island and stuff, and he had joined a local band here called uh Enterprise. Okay. That Morris in. And uh and we seen him and we knew he was different, dude. Yeah. Because you know, he he was funky, but he had all that southern rock. You know why? Because he had played like all them bands, Molly Hatchet and all them huh. Southern rock bands, even dude being a black guitar player with long hair. 
back in but, the Quad Cities. But game, game recognized game, right? Game recognized <laughs> game. So he, of course, he heard about the scene here, so he moved his butt here and joined that band and stuff. And so when uh, Morris told him, Morris told him to join Flight Time. Okay. Because Prince, you know, because him and Prince have been talking about doing yeah. bands. So, yeah. So that's how he got in this. So Prince talking about doing movies, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, we're gonna shoot this movie here." Like, like was that uh, like, was there like a, was there like a memo? I didn't or something? believe it, man. Well, see, <laughs> I told you we're gonna do a movie. And we're, yeah, it, it it's, starts it's, tomorrow. It, <laughs> and that's pretty much how it was. Thus, and the, 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 the sad thing, you gotta realize the time was going through drama because he fired Terry Jimmy. Yeah, know, right at that time. At, at, right at it when we yep. were ready to do it, you know. So of course, me and Monty was like, "Hey, dude, we're out of here," you know. You know, me and Monty quit too, you know, because he's like, "How can you do that? Because we just spent yeah. two years helping you get this together, and yeah. now you're breaking our band up," you right. know. And so, but anyway, you know, uh, I changed course and stuff. Them guys went on, and plus Terry and Jimmy had been, they had been, they've been know, doing stuff already. Store already. Yeah. So they easily had something to go to. And me, I just wanted to, you know. Part of course a little bit longer and see what the hell is going on. So the, them and Monty quit. They, okay. they left. And so uh and then Paul and, comes and then in. Paul, that's when we got Paul Paul, 18 years old, dude. 17, yeah. 18 years old and got him. Went behind here. Jesse Johnson abused him, man. <laughs> oh what, my what, what, God. What, what did that look like? Oh, it was ugly. <laughs> you know, because now you gotta realize, you know. We'll, we'll have um, to ask remember to ask him about that. Yeah, we'll yeah, get him on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was ugly, but and so you gotta realize that, you know, Morris was kind of checking out because now Morris is knowing that Prince is he has no control over his band. Right, so, right, that, right. so that all Morse's deal. He's like, this started. isn't my band. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So but at the same time, you're about to hit like next level. Big next level. That's the, so that's the thing. And so I never forget my first, uh, uh, first, uh, you know, he put us, this one I knew we were doing a movie. He put us through dancing class lessons and all right. that shit. And I never forget uh, Lisa and Wendy was doing an interview and they was talking about it was so funny seeing Jelly Bean pirouette across the floor <laughs> and, 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 da and dance in the class. And shit. You, that happened, you know. And it's just, you know, this is when you knew you, you were know, doing a movie. You, you want to you know? know the blessing though is there were no cell phones. No, <laughs> oh, dude. I There's can't no even imagine that. Oh my God. If he had did that now, yeah. oh. Man, that'd be trouble. crazy. It'd be some trouble. Now I can just ask AI, can I get a video of Jelly Bean pirouetting across? <laughs> Computer will just, just give it just to me. Just make it happen. I, I was <laughs> laughing when I read that. I read the interview. I was like, yo, y'all dog. Y'all dog me yeah. out like that. But so it happened. When so. you're filming, yeah. like, are you aware of, like, the magnitude of what's about to go down? Like, do you have a I sense still, of, like... I still hadn't yeah. quite grasped it, even though... First uh, and 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 calls them days were like four or five o'clock in the morning, dude. Yeah. And this is back. I don't know if you guys remember the winters were really brutal. Like, winters oh, yeah, were like yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cold. I went to I went to the set a few times. The snowstorm, and I never forget a, a prime example with with the time and stuff, man. We got there the first day of shooting, man. I never forget. It. I had to be on be there at five o'clock a.m. for makeup and all that stuff. We're going to do something. And our bass player at the time, you know, God bless him too, his name is Rocky Harris, he didn't show up. So we're sitting there, and in the van and stuff, it's about 8 o'clock, and he still hasn't shown up, dude. And I'm like, oh, my God. This, He's going to be in trouble. He's, yeah, yeah. And Prince, Prince is sitting there in the van with us. Oh. So you know, <laughs> that's uncomfortable, bro. You know, we're sitting there all made up. Prince is like, we've gotten all this and way. He said, he, you haven't yeah. <laughs> and Morris is sitting up in the front. Of the, he said, Morris, he said, where's Rocky? And I said, Morris said, bro, I don't, he said, he's, I, I don't know, you know, he, yeah, yeah. he's feeling bad, you know, what can he say? He said, you know, he said, well, what would you do? 
you know, Rocky, you know, what would you do if it was my band? He said, yeah, I would fire. He said, well, yeah. Say. So Rocky shows up. And he's immediately asked to leave. <laughs> you Man. know, so then they have to call Jerry Hubbard. You know, oh, they already had okay. somebody in yeah, there. Yeah. L- yeah. That's how Jerry Hubbard ends up in, in the time, in the time, you know, because he, he was on call in the first place, you know. Because you so, never know. You never know. And Rocky's I just, kicking himself for the rest of his yeah, life. I, you <laughs> know, that one and he missed. went on. I mean, he was a world. Rocky was a world class musician. God bless. But drugs always, you know, yeah. was yeah. a problem for him. I mean, he played and, with Alexander. He played Alex in his band. Paul Abdul, and he's great at the drums and bass. Mm-hmm. He was. He played both things, but he he just missed his call on that man, and it, it was sad, you know. So when do you realize? So you're doing the deal. You got makeup. You go through the whole thing. Yeah. All the stuff gets cut. Do you watch like the first reels of this Purple Rain movie, and you're he, like, like when do you get to see the movie and be like, what the heck did we I, just do I, here? I didn't see it until I was at the premiere. Okay, <laughs> in L. A. In L. A. Yeah. So you part of that whole? Yeah. I was just watching that yeah. on. Uh, I mean, yeah. Pee Wee Herman was yeah, there. It was crazy, dude. Melancham, Superman, Superman. <laughs> it was Chris, crazy, dude. I shit you not. Christopher was Reeves crazy. was there. Chinese Eddie Murphy. Man. It was crazy, dude. And you gotta realize, we did the soundtrack for Purple Rain for the time. You know, we did one gig. Yeah. And the Prince used that music, okay, for Jungle Love and for uh, the Bird. That, so that was live, that was one shot, one sh- one time. Well, it, we may Ma- may have done one or two chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's it. We but, weren't getting a bunch of takes. Yeah, you you weren't there doing yeah. that for a week. Yeah. That was yeah. And he took that music, and you know he would go in the studio and make and it happen, make it happen, and that's what he did. And so that's the thing. I'll never forget the, the the underlying story. People don't know about that is we did the the time that version of time did one gig. You know, because uh, you know by this time. Uh, Terry Jim and Morris are gone. Yeah. So so that's with Paul and Mark Cardenas and all that stuff, Jerry Hubbard and stuff. So we do the gig. Morris goes out the back door, First Avenue. That's back when you you know yeah the back door back there. Yeah. I didn't see him again until we did Fishnet. What for Flight Time at Flight Time we did we you know remember the song on his solo record yeah 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 that's last that's next time I see him. he put out Oak Tree and all this I didn't see him even at the premiere. I, you know that's footage of him with Eddie Murray and, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was with it. the Prince camp. He yep. wasn't dogging the Prince. I oh. remember, so he was so born he, in Prince. Yeah. yeah, he came in because he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, his whole. His, that's a, I gotta go re, re, rewatch yeah, yeah, that deal because yeah, yeah. you can feel a little tension. There's a lot there. of tension. It was a lot, but not you. You can feel it though. You can feel it though. Like when you watch it, I, I, yeah. I, check it out on YouTube. Yes, yeah, sir. Um. So yeah. So you don't see him for a I minute. I don't see him for like five years, bro. Wow. Yeah. And, and, we, and like y'all said, been hanging out every day. We have been hanging out every day this for a few years. Wow. Think about it. From the original band through. You yeah. know, but I, I have to admit, so this is why Jesse just kind of took over too, because Morris started checking out once Prince did that stuff with Terry and Jimmy and yeah. and, my, and his band and put all the new like, characters. Dynamic like, yeah, I'll any be good. Day. So that's that, that stuff. in if you see the our tales of the of the tour bus, yep. that's some. They used to have to send people to find Morris. Okay. <laughs> And young cats too, yeah, right? Young like cats. young cats, musicians, a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, yeah. energy. I, dude, <laughs> dude, he came came on the set, man. They found him, so they got him, and I had to break him apart. Oh, you know? yeah. That's in that. That's yeah. Who? That's in there too. I, I, you know, Jesse Johnson mad at me to this day. He said, "Sure, let him." Whoop. <laughs> You can't do that though. No, you because can't do the that. time wouldn't have been yeah. in Purple Rain. Yeah. Right. You can't if do it that. was, it'd been a bunch of actors doing it. It wouldn't yeah, have been yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. you did the right thing there. Yeah. Um so then the time kind of fizzles for a yeah. minute and yeah. then and yeah. then the we family. The family. Oh. Yeah. 
That's another. Oh man! So it's Paul. You, you're opening wounds now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're opening up wounds. <laughs> I didn't mean to open up no wounds. Oh, I mean, no, I, but, I like it, the but it's cool. Music, like, man, like that. That's some the, good the, stuff, y'all. The time, were doing. The, the family, man, and the, another, the prime example. It was sim- the similarities with the time and the family is that is the once again, the family band rehearsed for nine months, and played one show. Was the same thing. This by now, you know, he's got yeah. money now. So now we're rehearsing out Flying Cloud. Yeah, and you're doing Prairie. it. Yeah. yeah, we're out there. We're rehearsing everything. We're rehearsing every day, five, six days a week. Getting and tight. Getting tight. He's engaged to Susanna, which was another yeah, thing. whole so, deal. <laughs> whole nother deal. And so we're getting tight and everything. But the only problem is we wasn't under contract paper-wise. Yeah. And this is why, you know, we, and we had a top five single with Screams of Passion. But... There's, we're not under contract. And yeah. see, at the same time, he's grooming Paul to be the next Morris. Yeah. The white Morris. The David Boy, you know, the kind yep. of thing. But the only problem with that, he didn't have Paul under contract. Yeah. And Paul wanted and to do his pa- thing, and, right? you know, Paul comes from a musical yeah. legendary yep. family. And there's like, dude, you know? And so that's the thing. And so I never forget, man, it, w- it was a tough time for me, man. Because Paul's 18 years old. He gets a recording contract from uh, MCA or whatever, yeah. $250,000. Jeez. You're 18 years old. Who's in, not going to take that? In, 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 exactly. in the mid-80s. In the mid-80s. Who, who's it's way gonna, more than 150 who, a week. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's big who, cash. Who not gonna, you know. yeah. So, of course, I'll never forget this. Oh, my God. I probably shouldn't be saying all this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm 66 years old. So, anyway. So, anyway, Paul, uh, this, you remember now, Jerome has turned into... His sidekick. Yeah. He's Prince's sidekick now. This, he's in yeah, because he's moving into parade and, yeah, the whole, parade that whole and all that shit yeah. is out there now on the, you know, on the cherry moon and all that. So they're out. So Prince calls me from France. <laughs> <laughs> what time is he, it? He calls me from France. <laughs> he said, Bean. I said, Yeah, what's up, bro? I said, uh, He said, I want you to join the revolution. And so you play drums for revolution. And I said, I said, Okay, now the, the now this is the demon that hits me sometime. I should have said yes, but then I shouldn't have said yes. But, anyway, but I said, this is what I said. I said, I said, cool, Prince. But I said, what are we gonna do about the family? He hung the phone up, and that was it. Uh. Hung the phone up, and my salary was cut in half oh. that week, and I just bought my house, my house here on Brooklyn Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, so, so I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, is that just ego at that point? Yeah, you I know? think it, I mean, it's a little and, bit and, everything. And he's riding. It's a, a wave little bit up. of everything. He's mad because you remember he blamed me too that he thought I could talk Paul in the sting. Yeah, you know, but you're just a guy. And I'm just, you know, I, I, you know, I was around Paul. Paul loved me and everything, but Paul didn't love me two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just, but 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 y'all are just kids too, yeah, right? We're yeah. young, we're young, and Paul is really young because yeah. Paul is basically still a teenager. You yeah, know? and so, yeah, and so that's what happened with and that the, man. And so then you was, and then you bolt the flight time. And so I started working. Yeah, once he cut my salary because I knew the next step was going to be yeah, yeah. Gone. So flight time. Terry and Jimmy hired me as a staff producer, and then you know it was still, still making. You know, I've been all these big time, making yeah. no money really. Yeah. But you know, so, so I mean, I what is my turn? What is a staff producer? What does that mean? Because I mean, I, I know you end up producing some. I cool end up stuff, producing, but well, but but before, I like, had to come up with songs. Yep. You know, like what I got lucky on my first one because it was Nona Hendrix. Why should I cry? Okay. And I just got lucky, you know. They knew I had that in me, but yeah. you know, because that's how they started. They used to write all their songs on Lil Cassio, mm-hmm. you know. So I started doing the same thing, man, just coming up with grooves and stuff. And uh, then they got Alex, so I, I, you know, I started playing a 
you know, doing things with Alex, helping Monty. You know, Monty had done the same thing. Monty had yeah. joined him too. So I was helping Monty and playing drum tracks and, and, and guitar you're on stuff. Forty third and Forty Third Nicholas yeah, in that building yeah. there. A lot of hits in there, man. And uh we were doing that and uh just start, you know, just coming up with different things, man. And then Janice first record control yep. right there. Yeah. Did that. I played guitar solos on that. Right on the wall. We're in the we're in the, the bean cave, by the way. Here we are in the bean <laughs> cave. And this is amazing. There's gold records. <laughs> yeah, I walked guitars. in. I, I walked in. I mean, you, I mean, you can tell you breathe music, man. Right? I like do, that, that, man. That, that that is who that's, you are. That's the reason I have to be here by myself, man. Family members don't they don't get it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I but need that's, that's it's like it's like in the yeah. DNA. It's like yeah. this is who you are. That's who I am. That's so, why it still goes, you know, tonight. He's gonna go jam. That's why he's hanging out at yeah, bunkers. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's, you, you, this is what you do, you right? You know, it's funny. It's funny too, just because my family asks me that all the time. I've had various fiancés, everything. Like, why do you have to be out every night? Why don't you just? And sometimes I do stay home, but I just I get antsy. Yeah, you know, and I just you know, it's kind of I, I you know I hate to admit that, but you know it is. So it's much easier when it's you just, you know, that's a, that's when you're your, your own life. boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. I mean, and the music hits you, right? It's like kind of well, like it always it's kind of it's kinda like a always has. You can't just be like, oh, let me just turn that off. Yeah, yeah. Well, the prime example that's you know going back to my childhood when it's about drum lessons and stuff. You know, I was learning more by laying down at the studio stereo at my mom's house and listening to David Garibaldi and yeah, and Ohio player Sly's drummer. You know, Sly and the Family Stone on that, and I would go downstairs and mimic those beats. Yeah. Now are you, know? you so you're deconstructing what they're doing and you're yeah, figuring I'm deconstructing it out. and I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Whereas a teacher. That teacher I had, he first of all he wasn't funky. Yeah, yeah. So there's no way he was gonna show me how to do that. Now technically, he, he all the rudiments and all that, he was yeah. gonna help me with that. I probably would have, but so I was you, getting that anyway. Yeah. You know? So you got you got maybe a little bit extra bass, but yeah, really yeah, you yeah. weren't gonna be yeah. you weren't gonna be jelly bean. I wasn't gonna be jelly bean if I stayed at that. Yeah. I was not. Yeah. Did you ever go get lessons again? No, that was it. never again. Never again. And I never a guitar went, lesson either. Not a guitar your, lesson. Your lesson is so, just front row seats so to various the studio in the lab. It's Justin Knowles listening. You know, what, uh, have big ears. You know, when did you? How long were, have you been Jelly Bean? I've been Jelly like, Bean. How'd you get that name? Yeah. I got that name, man, and I, I, I kind of pissed David Island off about that because he's been. Everybody got their own version of it. I my version of it is when we were playing at that bar. I was telling you about Flame Bar. Yep. And one of those, it was like a Tuesday night or Wednesday night, and we're down there. And we're just teenagers. Remember, we're kids still. We're teenagers. And we're just messing around because ain't nobody really down there. There's only about two or three people in there drinking or whatever and stuff. Yeah. So we, we're not playing that great. We're yeah. much better than what we're playing. Yeah. Because we're messing around because you ain't playing to nobody. You know, you're playing to the seats or whatever. So anyway, we get off the we get off the stage and we hollow over in the corner and we're just kind of laughing and talking and stuff. And our trumpet player, uh, Robert Martin, he said, man, damn. He said, man, damn, we... We sound really bad tonight, and we was like, "Yeah, we kind of." Say, man, we sound like a bunch of jelly beans. <laughs> and we kind of said, "What?" And he said, yeah. "Jelly Bean Johnson." And then everybody fell out. We just yeah. laughed about it. We didn't think nothing of it. Yeah. The next day, this dude comes. He brings me a T-shirt. You know, it's, I got. I was real skinny then, so about a large T-shirt. And he has a vulture. It's a vulture. A picture of a vulture sitting on a fence out in the field somewhere. You know, like crows. And he has jelly bean underneath it. And I said, man, dude. He said, yep, this is for you. Oh, and, <laughs> and, and the rest is just history. And I've been right? Jelly Bean ever since, man. And another another Prince story compared to that. This is to show you how crazy. Y'all remember Jelly Bean? I know Dustin knows about Jelly Bean Benitez. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, right before we were doing Purple Rain, Jelly Bean Benitez. Well, actually, yeah, I want to take that back. It was after that because he had found out that I was Jelly Bean. Yeah. You know? And, you know, this is during this time when he was with Madonna. He was this famous DJ and everything. Anyway, he calls PRM Productions. And 
he was he told him he wanted to talk to Prince about making me change my name. What? Uh-oh. And oh, Dustin, no. you know oh, Prince. No. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you you know Prince. You right. know what happened with that. He got cussed out. Next time I see Jelly Bean Benitez, I'm at the Grammys, right? With Terry Jimmy, I'm at, at the Grammys, and he's apologizing. Oh, man, I'm so oh, sorry. I had no idea. I had no idea, man. Yeah. Man, you're great, man. I'm so I said, dude, I said, I'm Jelly. Uh, Prince told him to say, he's Jelly Bean Johnson. You're, you're Jelly Bean Benitez. Yeah, yeah there's, there's room in the world for multiple yeah, exactly. Jelly Beans. <laughs> but you know he didn't tell him that yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, you know? you could yeah. be Jolly Rancher. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what happened with that, man. So yeah. was Control recorded at, on the 43rd mm-hmm. Nicollet? I mean, that's just, every, a, I mean, every, sometimes like I note, drive around the city and it's just like, it, crazy. Yeah. That is just amazing to me. Every note the music of it. that's come out of here. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of hits was on 43rd and Nicollet, man. That was back in our days. We did that. We did, I did Alex. Uh, I play Innocent. I'd never forget Hang Prince. Introduced me to uh, Miles Davis out at Paisley. I used oh. to come out there and hang out. Yeah, and, and Miles Davis told me, he said, dude, you know, Foley, Foley, I'm sure you know about Foley. Uh, you know, he's a world-class musician and stuff. He was his uh, he was his bass player at that okay. point anyway. And he had turned Miles onto Innocent as uh, Neil, my guitar solo. And, and, and uh, Foley said, man, man, Miles wanted to tell you, man. He said, that solo you did on Innocent is off the chain. And so I'm standing there with Miles. He said, yeah, that, that, that guitar solo you played. Now, I'm... Freak it out. Right, exactly. It's, it's Miles, Miles Davis. Davis. Yeah. Dude, it's Miles Davis. And he likes something I played. Yeah. But, and but, it was it was just crazy. Yeah, so, you know, because I was thinking you're going from 43rd and Nicollet yeah. to Edina with Flight Time, yeah. right? Yeah. And that the Edina Flight Time opens in 88, mm-hmm. right? And they put some bucks into that. And then Prince is out building... Bending out Paisley, Paisley, Paisley yeah. Park. So it was so crazy. Like, 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 are y'all in like a... It was a, crazy, a, a studio arms race? It was or? crazy. It was crazy. And it was funny too, man. And show you... Uh, that's reason I kept a relationship with him afterwards, man, because I, I, get, I got so much musical stuff from him. Yeah. So I would go out and, you know, once Paisley was built, man, they... That's when he was nice. I could go out there and they let me in the shows and stuff. Right. And, and I jam. I cannot tell you how many times I jammed with him till you know four or five o'clock in the morning. Was it just there. hey we gonna we gonna would bring you, it north side? He bring, like, we'd be out there and he would play, man. You know, because he loved to play. Yeah, so we'd be out there. I'd get up there and jam with him, man. He might come on. Yeah. He wouldn't come on to three or four o'clock in the exactly. morning or some yeah. shit. But we'd be out there jamming, man. And he'd say, "It's flight time, funky." <laughs> was this during the this is the 90s this is the 90s this is the yeah, 90s yeah, bro yeah because yeah, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we start going out there in 95 yeah so around that time yeah, yeah. so you get out there and you yeah, just be out there and just yeah. hang out with him man and, and you, sometimes with fans I'd leave flight time not. I'd leave flight time one o'clock after I've been yeah. working all day and I'd go out there and hang out which yeah. is I mean it's so cool if you think about yeah, it yeah yeah it was a cool scene man. do you remember your first time walking into Paisley like what'd you think or Ah oh, man, do you remember? Do you I remember mean, him know, talking about it all building gets blurry. it? It gets so blurry, Dustin, because you know, and I and I knew it was going to be big, so I try. Of course, I was impressed, but you also, you know, Flight Time was building, you know, yeah, their, their, own their thing. shit was thing. Right. So I was in the middle of that too. So it was just, but his was, you know, Princess was like a just this fortress. Yeah, you know? I mean, so just it's ginormous. Like, just ginormous. To, just you know? to come from just yeah. playing out on the streets yeah. and like putting all that little money into yeah. Yeah. your Vincent PAs gigs. and stuff. It and was then now crazy, it's like man. Flight yeah, time it's crazy, dude. Paisley Park's being built. Like I can't even imagine yeah. going through and that. And that, that's all happening really within, I guess, from '68 to yeah, uh, to, to '88, right? Yeah, like I mean, that's two decades. Yeah, we're in the game. You know, get to the '80s, we're in the game. You're running the game. 
Well, I mean, I mean, really, we, had, I mean, we didn't realize. I think uh, maybe I'll, I'll speak for me. I didn't realize just how big it was until I seen a band starting to dress like us and trying to play like right. us. And right, right. I didn't realize that, man. I didn't see. I, you know, I, I, you know, on our first album, I had a smoking jacket. I can't tell you how yeah. many dudes <laughs> roll up with a smoking jacket. <laughs> me and Morris was the two smoking cat yeah. jacket guys, you know. And you everywhere we went in the country, some dude you know his hair was curly, yeah, 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 ready to roll. He ready to roll. Got a smoking jacket and some Stacy's. You know, you're big. When people are dressing up for, exactly. as you for Halloween, <laughs> a thin tie and shit, you know, like okay. When and then, because you, you come back for Pandemonium, okay. How does that? How does that connection well, that, happen? Because like you got flight time and he dined there. You got Paisley Park. Prince wants to do Purple Rain too. Yeah, and that's the, and you know I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, man, because I think that's when we that's the last time that we really got along with him. Okay, you know that's when he was showing us love. Yeah. Um, we're doing a pandemonium record. I never figured going out to Paisley one night. I don't know who was with me, but me or someone, because he was asking us what do we want out of the vault mm-hmm. for pandemonium, right? Oh, wow. And I'm sitting up in his quarters in the room, and I said, dude, I said, I want chocolate, and I want jerk out. And he said, well, Ben, you got them. You know, and that's how flight time. Now, I'm sure Terry and Jimmy had, because, you know, they're big weeds, chill, <laughs> big West chill thing, too. But, yeah. you know, that's, we ended up with that. And uh, I never forget, man, this is some funny shit, too. This is doing his Kim Basinger time. Oh, yep. So, it's the so, Batman era. So, this is the Batman era. Yeah. So, he brings her to the studio. Ooh. So, oh, <laughs> so me <laughs> so me and Monty are in there comping vocals for something, one of the songs, you know. And he comes in. And he got her with me, so already I'm like, oh shit, this is fucking Kim Basinger. you know, but I can't act like it, right? right, right, right. And he's like, be cool, Jelly Bean. What are you guys doing to my song? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know how he was. And me and my, I said, bro, I said we're, we're just copying vocals, man. He said, oh really? Can I listen? I said, yeah. So we, you know, we, you know, we just doing our thing and stuff. And I'm still tripping because she, him, and her just walking around. Just walk around flight time. You know, flight right, time right, was impressive right. for that time. You know, the big, you know, because we got the big building and stuff, too. So, he's walking around. We had, like, four studios going. And we're working on our record in addition to all the other stuff, we productions we were doing. So, so it's just, it was tripped out to see him just walking through the halls and bringing her. This, this She's a movie star. Right, right, right. <laughs> and she's just at the hanging, studio hanging out. Just hanging out on yeah, a Tuesday. You know, on a Tuesday night. He's <laughs> like, look what I got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's walking around the building. I'm like, damn, man. Likes. So yeah, that, that So y'all were recording that album gets done at flight time, yeah. not Paisley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just sent us some stuff over from there and he let us do whatever the hell. And you know, that was unheard of then too, because he didn't like yeah. he wouldn't let you mess with his right, stuff. Right, dude. right. Yeah. He usually had to be in charge. He let us and that's probably because Terry and Jimmy were huge then. That's the only reason. I he think. was like, We're riding this yeah, thing. And Jesse too. Jesse was yeah. He, yeah, so he he was that the that was his begrudgingly Getting respect. Little, he was out of the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was hat, his respect. Like, like these guys got hits, so I guess it's okay. You know? Right. Yeah. And then so y'all do that. You do the movie again. You're back in movies. And, yeah, yeah, it was such a nightmare, man. Because for one, and I think he found out, and I forgot who told us that that making records is not the same as making movies. Oh, it's a different, yeah. different deal all, all, he, all around. We, that project was doomed for the start because he took over the directing, the movie directing part. Yeah, he wanted it He all. wanted total control, dude. And that's what it was, you know, Purple Rain had a, a director for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that dude had a vision, right? Yeah, he was able yeah. to pull that stuff together. And Magnolia had a yeah. vision, and that's why it came out like it did. You Sometimes know? And, when and Prince wants total control, it doesn't... It doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. You know this. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't matter, dude. Like when he wanted to run the 
what tour was that? The gold tour or something? He was trying to mix the sound. Yeah. He had the board yeah, on the, on the yeah, side of the yeah, stage and yeah. he was going to be the front I house. I saw some of them shows, yeah, man. I'm and like, I was like, dude. this mix ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he would, he dude, tried. that was so crazy, Dustin, that you brought up because that's when he had, that was glam slams around the, you know, there was one in France, there was one in yeah. Miami. I've been in all of them. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and that's when he just, it was just him, Sonny, Tommy, and Maite, and, and, uh, Boris and, and Bland and, and Michael yeah. and, and Boris and the Bland, yeah. But Tommy anyway, Barbarella too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Tommy, yeah, too. Yeah, Tommy yeah, was yeah. in it too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's when he was he have like a hut on stage, and the soundboard was back there, and he would come out and sing, do some stuff, play a badass guitar solo, and then he'd run back there and try to mess with the stage the sound. I'm like, dude, you so know, I'm thinking that, that, man. But you couldn't say that. You Wasn't that the endorphin? Didn't they call the endorphin? endorphin yeah, machine? yeah, yeah. What? what you it know, was, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean. People kind of thought he was crazy for a number of reasons during yeah, that era, yeah, yeah. which is a good segue. Um, I mean, what did you think about you know him writing "Slave on His Face" and his battle with the record industry and all that I, stuff? Were you were you like, oh, I get it, I or? get it, but I, I didn't think he could win the battle. Okay, you know, that's the thing. But I would never tell him that, right? Because you know he had won so many battles. Yeah, you know, and uh, and so it, it was kind of weird at first, but I you gotta realize I had been in Prince Universe for a while there, so yeah. nothing really surprised me. So when he's like, "My name ain't my name anymore," yeah, Jelly Bean, do, don't call me Prince. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went through that, but you know, you know, the guys in the time—that's the one thing us our, our North Side ghetto shit. We all this stuff, <laughs> all those rules he brought for it didn't apply to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we old school. Yeah, we old we, school. We knew you. We don't work we for you. you back then. And we you're talking, Prince. We talking yeah. shit. You're still <laughs> Prince. So and I, he was still Prince to me. Yeah. Okay. So it never that never changed. Never changed for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, dude, I ain't calling dude, you. Dude, I'm not doing that. You know, I, I get what you're saying. I like this. The I appreciate you. Design but... on your face and all that, but you're still Prince Rogers Nelson to me, dude. So, so now, Morris starts to do his bit with the time mm-hmm. where it's like it's kind of the reconfiguration, and you're playing for him at that mm-hmm. point because mm-hmm. I, I, that's I think, 95. 95. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, was that the first set of gigs that he starts doing on his own? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we how did that all go down? Well, we basically saved him. He, you know, he had got strung out and stuff, and he was out there doing nothing and stuff. And Jerome is the one that really talked him into, you know, do we let's get the band back together and start doing gigs. And that's what we did. He came. He said. He said. I. Jerome told him because I was really close to Jerome then. Uh, he said I can get Jer- uh, Jelly Bean and Monty, and we can do this thing. Yeah. And, got, and Morris was worried about what me and Monty was going, you know, because, you know, we already had had hits and, yeah. you know, how much we was going to charge him and all that stuff, you know. So, uh, but me, I always, you know, that's the one thing me and Morris have in common. We like playing. We like playing in front of people. Yeah, you yeah. And that's, you the, that's you, just in you, our get, blood. Get yeah. you gigs. Yep, yep, if you yep. get and that's the and thing, go. yeah. And so that's, that's where he had us. And me and Monty had that book, and he knew it, and Jerome, too, at that point. And so we did. And, dude, uh, Within two or three months, he was back on his feet. He moved to Atlanta, everything. And the minute that he moved, typical Prince, <laughs> he got the Prince gene. Minute he got some more money, he changed again. You know, yeah. He went back to the mode that he was back in the old days. Yeah. And, you know, when it was all about him. So, but you know, it's, it, we're still forty years in now. Yeah, so, you know? and, 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 <laughs> still doing and, it, and still doing it, still doing it. Because yeah. 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 were you doing? Um, I was talking to Dustin last night about it. The uh, the New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine gig yeah. that wasn't quite New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was in my was in Miami. No, where? here, 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 here. No, Paisley. Oh, yeah, Paisley, Paisley, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're on that. We're on that uh, rave to the yeah, rave into yeah, the yeah. whatever. Yeah, okay, because yeah. I mean that that's like where you're first kind of connecting back. Yeah. Before that, I don't yeah. remember. 
Yeah, we, no. we, we, yeah, yeah. That, that's when we found it, you know. We how how was that? It was great, man. But, you know, that's the thing. Remember, that's the time, too. I was still coming out there jamming and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you're connected. You're I'm always still connected. Part I'm of always part of it. Morris was just, you know, it was, they were finally getting the. the so when you say you're going out there jamming, yeah. who's, who else is there? Who's on drums? Is it uh, Michael B? Michael might have been gone by then. Kirk? It could, probably was Kirk. Kirk, okay. Yeah, because I watched the Kirk and John Blackwell transaction. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. That was kind of different, too. And, and John Blackwell, though. He was a bad he man. He was really, yeah. Dude, let me tell you a story about John. I saw John when he was 18 years old. He was in Cameo. Yeah. Okay. 18 years old. Just unbelievable. And the same thing that happened with him and Prince happened with him and Cameo. Larry Blackman was, it's almost like they was jealous. Yeah, I mean, this boy's pocket <laughs> was a mat. He was doing, cra- you know, all yeah, the, yeah. and and all and you know, and Larry was still be on. He rode him like a, a you know. So he was pushing him. He too. was push. He was on him all, and I thought it was bullshit. I'm gonna just be honest. You know, being a drummer and knowing how hard it is to play and stuff. Right, right, right. And uh, and you know, a little side story about that. Me, uh, uh, Larry Blackman, uh, Jerome Braley, and uh. Diamond from Ohio Player. We were all in the Modern Drummer back then, you know. And there's a thing around here somewhere, an article or them. Anyway, you know, being funk drummers, legendary funk yep. drums, and everything. Yep. And so I would sit there. We'd be in concert with Cameron sometimes, and I would go out and watch. And I just watch Larry be in front of him, just giving him mean mug at him and shit. I mean, wow. this kid's 18 years old, just killing. Right. So anyway, so anyway, move forward and shit. And he he comes out. He already, which he told me in later years, how much he admired us, admired what we that whole the whole Minneapolis. Yeah, thing. no, yeah. he was a student. So, he was a student. When I was on so, tour with him, yeah. John Blackwell was constantly watching old videos of yeah, drummers, yeah, and yeah. Parliament, and Ohio That's players, what he all was, that stuff. Man, yeah, he was a know? student. And uh, so I, I went and seen him, man. And, and Prince was playing. This is doing the, the. This is when Larry Graham started to come on the on this yeah. scene, dude. And I never forget, man. We were we played somewhere. I don't know if this was one of the, the videos, whatever, and stuff, and we opened for him. And uh, and Larry was back there reprimanding Prince about cussing. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, cringing. Like, I was like, dude, this, this is what we do, yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've been doing he, this. I mean, he was mad. You know, that whole Jehovah Witness yeah. shit, man. And it was just on my nerves so bad. So I, I left the room. I just got out, you know. Because yeah. I, I just, you know, and I didn't realize just how a profound effect that it ended up having on Prince. But you could tell then, because Prince still, I like the old Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the one that, and that's you the know, one you grew up with. and I grew up with, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, nasty, you know, that's right, the one right. I grew up with. And Larry changed all that. Yeah. What yeah. do you, I mean, so, so what is the last, you know, 15, 20 years of your relationship with Prince look like? What? It was, you know, it was great all the way up to 2007 after, at the, yeah. The Super Bowl. I told him I never forget seeing him at Bunkers, and told him he was off the chain at the Super Bowl. And then remember that's when he did the uh, that's something happened then because then he started treating the, the time like shit. Yeah. Oh my God, it was yeah. it was bad. It was really bad. Remember remember the three gigs downtown. The, yep. The Target Seven, Center, Seven 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 yeah. on yep. First Avenue, and uh, was a uh, who did he play for the the the. Before he did Target, Macy's, 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 the Macy's yeah, concert, of the perfume. because perfume. We were supposed to play that. He flew okay. us. Sorry, the time we were in concert at Summerfest at okay. Milwaukee the night before. He calls Morris, tells him, "I want you guys to come do open tomorrow, Target Center, right?" All right. So, 
I'm already kind of leery because he had been the weird behavior had kind of really started manifesting yeah. itself. But yeah. I was just okay. All right. So we was looking forward to it once again. It would have been good for us to play in front of 20,000 or whatever people it was going to be. Now, so side note than that, my baby's mama and my manager, business partner, the closest thing to the wife, Marty Bragg, anyway, and my daughter, Georgia Blues, they went downtown and stood outside for hours to get tickets. Oh, to, I, was, I was there. To go. And it was like 100 degrees. And like 150. Yeah. yeah. It was so hot. Yeah. So anyway, the first half gig. So all right, it, it gets to hot. be it gets to be four four thirty in the afternoon. He already doing the Macy thing, right? Yep. Four thirty in the afternoon, we're supposed to report for sound check in the Target Center, right? Yeah. And so he's limo there. comes. No, limo comes and said, uh, we get a call. He oh, said wow. he said uh limo's driver said I was told not to pick you guys up. What? And we're like, What he's, do you mean? He said, Yeah, uh, he he decided that uh he didn't want to use you guys tonight. No explanation. No nothing. So now he is man. Uh, uh man, dude, I'm in tears. Morris was so much first, and then he had us at the Chanhassen Inn, <laughs> <laughs> way out in Chanhassen, right. away from everything that's going on. You know, so <laughs> just so Morris, Morris lost it. He said, "Man, f this." He said, "JB, who is his bodyguard type? I'm moving down." He went and got a suite downtown in one of the hotels. Yeah, and left. So we're out there. Thank God I'm here in my house. Yeah, he's like, I'm going home. So I'm going home. Yeah. I'm going F go, home. Go I went home. my guitars. Yeah, don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, all right. So, so you know you know what happened. You did the show. Uh, so yeah. anyway, so I'm out that night, and I'm out in the clubs and shit. And this, you know, there's been a few times in my career where, you know, fans will cross the line, man. Yeah. And I'm sitting there at bunkers on the front seat up there, you know, watching. I don't know if it was the combo, whoever I'm watching anyway. And so, uh, and I'm drinking my Jack. This is my drinking days and everything. And uh, and I'm just mad, you know. I'm just sitting there and watching the thing. And so this chick comes up and she's raving about Prince, and I didn't really want to hear it and stuff. And so anyway, so uh, she came up and said, and she heard me over talking, telling one of my friends what had happened. She said, then she came up, she like broke in our conversation. She said, "Well, Jellybean, you should be just happy oh. that Prince, uh. you know, Prince gave you a career, all that, dude." Uh. She caught me on a bad night, right. Justin, <laughs> and she didn't know I was Jellybean Johnson, right? Yeah. So I said, "Be get." I said, first of all, whoever the the, the door guy was, yeah. I said, "Dude, come get this here." And yeah. put her out. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, chill. Well, no. no. And dude came and got her <laughs> and said, You got to go. And she couldn't believe it. Well, what, what you, no, no, you don't get to say whatever you want to say to me. Right. You know I'm already mad and sitting here. Yeah. You obviously in my co- my conversation, you shouldn't have been. Right. And now you think you're gonna sit here in this club with me? Right. Oh no, not tonight. <laughs> and and so that night turns because cause then that builds into the time not being able to be the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that. Well, it, does, I mean, that, but that's like. I mean, that that happens after that. That right? happens after that. But so like that whole season just gets weird. It just got weird, and he he was weird toward us, man. It it didn't really. Uh, and I hate that to kind of bring this up, but it's the truth. It didn't really kind of heal for us until. Uh, uh, 2016 when we yeah. played a few months before he died. Yeah, yeah. Because we played Paisley. Yep. Yeah, and he he called us. He we were out on the road once again. It's 2016. We out on the road once again, and uh, he called Morris and he asked. That's in that cartoon we got out too that tells the two bus. And he asked Morris he wanted us to play. You know Paisley, 
And so Morris told me, I said, I said, man, I said, you know, I talked to Morris crazy. I said, <laughs> I said, first of all, I say, if, you know, remember, this happened after he had been on uh, Jay Leno or one of them shows. Remember, he, uh, one of them shows, what's the one that Questlove's band is on there? Remember? Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon yeah. and took dude's guitar and destroyed oh, yeah, it. Remember yeah, that yeah, shit? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And so... This during this time for this brief time for Morris Eagles thing, me and Morse was doing that switch in concert where I would go out front and play the guitar. Nice. And so yeah. And and Morris would go back and play the drums. Yeah. So anyway, so we're a few days a few gigs before that. I said, Morris, I said, uh, dude, I said, okay, I said, I know you. The only reason Morris agreed to it, he sent the money. Yeah. He sent he all prepaid. this money up front. Yeah. He says that in the cartoon. He said, Oh, yeah. he prepaid it. So uh so I'm telling Morris, I said, dude, I said, I know you may not want to hear this, dude, but I'm telling you, I said, if Prince smashes my guitar tomorrow <laughs> night, I said, dude, it's going to be on, dude. It's going to be. It's going to be you, on. You were ready. I, I told him. Yeah. I told Morris, he's like, bing, 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 bing. It's okay. It's okay. But you he were, said, dude, don't but that's where, that's where the, but that's that's the where mindset the, That's where the relationship. Where our relationship was. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, So So you get out there. So we get out there, and it goes great. They said he was, I never saw him. That's God, I guess. God, I never saw him. They said he was dancing around the yeah. crowd. And oh, yeah, he, he was totally, because I DJed that party. Oh, yeah. They said and he, he was, was in the back hanging out. In the back hanging out. And I never saw him, yeah. And so anyway, what the the craziest thing from that night, the whole craziest thing, we're back up in the dressing room after the gig and stuff. And you know in Paisley, you know this, Dustin, you get that call. Mm-hmm. And Morris got that call in that dressing room. Prince wants to see you. Yeah. <laughs> For what? <laughs> what I do? So Morris looked kind of scared. What's, what's Prince? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they come and get him, right? I don't see, we don't see Morris for the next two, three hours, bro. Yeah, and they're just hanging out? They're yeah. just hanging out, man. And that's what this is about. Do you they they kind of made amends there, they right? They made amends yeah. right there. And think- so Morris came back. I'll never forget that ride back to the the hotel. Morris was messed up, dude. He was telling us all these things. He wanted to, Prince wanted to take us out. Remember, he was just doing the piano and the yeah. microphone. Yeah, man. yeah. So yeah. he was talking about taking us. He wanted us to go to Europe and all that. He had always preached. Morris still ain't understand that about Europe. We still don't play Europe as much as we should to this day. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, I'm sure uh, y'all would. Yeah, well, Morris he just yeah. But anyway, you, Prince had been telling him. He told him many times in his career. You should, Morris. He said when I first went over there, I didn't make any money. He said I went over there. You go over there, you kill him. Then you can name your price. And he basically did. Yeah. yeah. He played I mean, Europe. He made millions and millions of dollars oh, in yeah. Europe. Which justifies so because they made millions and millions of dollars off him. Yeah. yeah so. so, I mean, do you think that that last Paisley gig and him inviting you, is he like, I mean, is I think is he knew. He, he, yeah, I that, think, that's where I, I was think, going. I think, I think he knew. And like, and like, me, like hey, this is like, I got I to gotta, I gotta make some things right I got to make some, right, some things right. And he made it right with Morris. And that's what messed Morris up so bad because Morris said he told him he loved him and he never done that. Yeah. That didn't come out of Prince's mouth. You know, many, many times he told me, being you funky, you nasty, and all that. That's as close yeah. to love right, right. as it gets. You know, being you tearing the guitar up, you bad at you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, I need a solo jelly bean. But these, that's but as these, much love I was going to get. But these are long standing friendships yeah, and oh, relationships. Yeah. And y'all grown men at this yeah, point, we're right? Grown you, men. You, we're grown and, men. And you started, right? You're yeah. 12, 13, yeah. and then you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy, man. Well, you know, I know you're doing some work here on the Minneapolis. Museum. We're gonna wrap with this because okay. I, I want to talk about this okay. for a minute because you yeah. got the you got the deal on June 7, twenty twenty three. For those yeah. that are listening to it yeah. before in the that. future, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's happening at the Capri from the, six to ten. Minneapolis yeah. Museum. What 
what is the Minneapolis Museum and what what what, what are you trying to do? Uh, we're, there? we're in the process right now trying to get capital. We want to build a, a, a Minneapolis Sound Museum, and our whole thing is about you know everybody knows about Princeton Paisley and all that. They yep. know that side of the story. I want to tell the other side of the story, the, the people that you know were just so much of a part, but nobody yeah. knows about them. Right. So you know a lot of cats that Prince grew up with were great musicians, but people don't know. Yeah. You know, and so that's the part to get the the guys off the north side that were essential. Uh, me, Spike Mosses, yeah. you know, all the, you know, the Joe Lewis's and all the different people, all the people I grew up idolizing. Yeah. They helped me. The Prince idolized too yeah. quietly. The same yeah. Yeah. So, so there's Minneapolis uh, without Sound the, Museum. Without them, there's no Prince. Without there's the, there's no yeah. Prince, but people don't know that. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, that's the thing. So the Minneapolis Sound Museum, what does that look like in five years, right? You're doing some fundraising now. If we're but doing like, some fundraising, you're trying yeah. to find it, and we want to keep it on the north side, even though, what you know, and, and my, my business partners say, don't talk about what goes on the north side, but I... I don't, but you know, we want to help build it up. Yeah, I you mean, know, because it's it's just crazy. You yeah, know, it's just I mean, a crazy time. But it, I think that's where we all grew up at, so it makes sense for yeah. it to be over. There. Yeah, I mean, there's some crazy stuff going north sides for sure. But you know, there's a lot of great stuff too. There's a lot I of mean, great I stuff mean, too. North, I just saw something yeah. today. They was the, they putting a new thing. They, it's not going to be ready till. To, 2025 but it's um, the aero engineering yeah whole, did you like, see that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 and I mean, the more the more stuff we get get over there the more opportunities people have yep. to work and make money you know yeah. let's do it yeah and, and and i mean the community you look at like what spike did yeah and, and continues to do but with the way and with y'all yeah. like people doing work yeah, they got businesses and, and doing stuff yeah like that that's yeah you do work well, things do happen that. you do work you do and then you get maybe the crime will stop so yeah, yeah. The, the Minneapolis you know. Sound Museum shouldn't be any diner no yeah, 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 Justin yeah, yeah. thank you I well, didn't want to say it you said it for well, me well you know let us and know and my family would let me do that anyway <laughs> oh hell no we're not going out there yeah right. yeah I mean and I think it's a worthwhile endeavor right because yeah. it's it, yeah. it is about a community of people a culture that was built and and yeah. all of the yeah. the various forces that were at play to make Minneapolis yeah, music, yeah, what yeah, it was, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes, it didn't just come out of air. It was, yeah. it was a culture. It yeah. was, we grew up in a culture. Well, you know? whatever we can do to, yeah, help. Oh that. yeah. Well, Dustin, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's one of my musical nephews. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> he's funky. He's funky. There's a reason Prince. He was Prince's DJ. There's a reason. <laughs> there is a reason. I believe that Prince didn't mess with you. You wasn't funky. He let you know. <laughs> True that. True Trust that. me. Well, let us know what we can do to help because oh, I think absolutely. it's a, that history, that legacy. I mean, that stuff people need to know. Yeah. That is stuff and people that's my job. Sure. I won't do it. I'm in the fourth quarter. I won't do it before I leave here. So Amen. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Dudley, what else you got? I don't know, man. I mean, I just want to thank you for, you know, like you said, you go out, you know, when I was playing in a band at Bunkers and stuff, yeah. like it means yeah. a lot yeah. when yeah. Jellybean shows up and yeah. Yeah. hangs out and, and not only not only watches your band, and yeah. Yeah. but yeah. then yeah. Yeah. all of a sudden you can call Jellybean up and he's going to play a little solo on something like, <laughs> boom, for, you know, just, I'm Dude. sure you hear it a lot, but you know, just I, I the really, Minneapolis scene, like appreciates it, you for sure. Yeah. And that's why I always said, you know, I've been to all the scenes around the country, the Austins and the Memphis and New York, all the places, and nobody has a music scene like us and people get mad at me, but I'm telling you, and I have so many, like Dustin said, he's like one of, one of so many gifted musical nephews here. Yeah. I mean, all instruments, be it a DJ, a guitar player, a bass player, a drummer, is so many of them. And they look, I'm Uncle Bean, yeah. you know? And they're they're world-class musicians. Yeah. You know, like like Stokely Williams. Another one. I did Conditions' first record. 
you know and it stokely is phenomenal man yeah he's a phenomenal i mean yeah, his, his wheel sets like prince in a lot of ways it i really feel is. like we got a whole nother episode you yeah. know like, i'm just saying like, part this, one this part one this part one, part one. Yeah. y'all come get me when you yeah, want we, okay. we, we do another one because i mean there is all right. there's all kinds of roots that are going out yeah. from oh, y'all yeah. right yeah, and then absolutely. there's like there's like what happens next we yeah. barely got into that absolutely but, you know it's it, a whole there's just the whole musical family we've got around we would we would keep going but jelly bean's gonna go play yeah he's got He's got a gig, man. He's got a gig. We might might just follow him and go to the show. We might go just hang out for the night. Every Monday night, you know, it's free. It's the blues. That's my blues spot, you know. That's a lot of blues. Are you just sitting in or are you playing all I just sit in. I just sit in. Let's go hang out. I did a blues record. Uh, I have to mention him. He's like my nephew. He's coming here to play at the Madonna Ballroom with Bobby Rush. You know, Bobby Rush, the old blues, uh, uh, you know. Juke Joint King and stuff, and his name is Ronnie Picker Brooks. His dad was Lonnie Brooks, okay, of, of Chicago, guitar, Chicago yep. blues. And I did his first three records, man. And I, he's the one that really Put turned me on the blues royalty. We opened for BB King, Ooh. Milton, all that stuff. In addition to all the funk stuff, I was doing that too on the side. So, so you got the blues, like we got rock, blues, you got, your you blues got, rock, you got, you got it all. metal, you know, <laughs> you name it. I got it there. That's why we definitely Bean, got part two. Jelly Bean Johnson <laughs> yeah, putting uh, us on the map, doing things. Thank you, you so much. Hold Thank on, you. before just let our listeners know where they can find your music, like yeah. your website uh, or uh, the website, uh, the Jelly Bean Johnson website, uh, the Minneapolis Music, uh, Minneapolis Sound Museum dot com. Okay, uh, Jelly jellybean johnsoncom uh, My music is actually on Apple. And you know a lot of lot, all the different outlets is there. Go make it happen. Go get that yeah. music. We appreciate- get experience the Jelly Bean Johnson. Get experience out. Make so, it happen. Yeah. yeah. Order it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. This, this has been a great. pleasure. This man. has oh, been man. fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all are the truth. Yeah. yeah. Y'all are the truth. This is Purple Highs. I'm Mark Bondi here with my co-host DJ Dudley D. Peace. And peace. Be, peace and be wild. Y'all give me a talk and I couldn't shut up. Now I'm no, sweating. That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing.